Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, best tips and insights from seven years of hosting ADHD telesummits. And with us in our virtual studio is uh, Lori Lepar. We'll get into the show details in a little bit, but real quickly, tonight is June uh, the 20th of year 2018 uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, some really quick announcements. We are having Lori on the show tonight, but uh, uh, I'd like to thank Lori for inviting me to be guest uh, speaker at the 2018 Succeed with uh, ADHD Telesummit that will take place July the 23rd through the 27th. Um, next month. I'll be speaking about ADHD, working memory, and overcoming project procrastination. There'll be a host of other guest experts to learn more. Uh, register by going to succeed with ADHDtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. Um, also, tonight's show is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. We're offering you two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do is listen for the secret word given in three shows and then email us the secret word along with the title and or the day of the show to attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we'll email you two magazine issues in a PDF format. Uh, again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad. We're very Please for that, and we're going to run a little tip, and we'll get into the show. Do you need practical strategies to improve life at home and school for your child with ADHD? Parent-to-parent family training on ADHD was designed with you in mind. Through this training, you will gain a better understanding of ADHD, treatment options, helpful tips, effective strategies, and more. To learn about this program, visit chad.org forward slash parent, the number two, parent. Thank you, Chad, for your support. Uh, For those that are not familiar with Chad, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They have a lot of great member benefits, uh, but we encourage people to join, not just really for the benefits, but really to support the organization because they speak with one voice for us on Capitol Hill, different regulatory agencies, and really kind of help aggregate information. Uh, to learn more and to join, go to chaetp.org. Tripping over my tongue tonight. Um, with that, tonight's show has been taped. We're going to roll it. We hope you really enjoy it. It's uh, fascinating, uh, particularly when I bring on other people that have interviewed a lot of experts. It's a lot of fun. We really hope you find it uh, uh, insightful and helpful and consider uh, Join us for the Telesummit around the corner. Again, you can sign up by going to succeed with ADHDtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. So we'll roll the show. Uh, Lori Bipar is a trained psychiatric nurse practitioner, 15-year veteran ADHD life coach and director of the International ADHD Coach Training Center, where she uses her unparalleled expertise in both neuroscience and behavior management of ADHD to help people thrive. Lori's private clients benefit from finally understanding how their brain works, are able to minimize their challenges, and get things done. Um, she did find she is the founder of the International ADHD Coach Training Center, uh, where she trains and mentors emerging ADHD coaches so they can reach their dream and make making lives um, helping make lives make a difference. Lori is also the author and editor of the number one Amazon best. Uh, seller series, the ADHD Awareness Book Project, that includes titles such as 365 Ways to Succeed with ADHD, 
inspirational ways to succeed with ADHD and wacky ways to succeed with ADHD. She's a sought-after speaker and presenter on the topic of ADHD and coaching. You can download her complimentary uh, ebook, uh, excuse me, Brain Surfing and 31 Other uh, Awesome Qualities of ADHD at uh, her website at coachingforadhd.com. And uh, if you want to learn more about her training program, go to iactcenter.com with that. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here, and, and this is kind of fun. You know, I, I I enjoy interviewing other people who do lots of interviews, and you've had years of experience um, just with wacky ideas, working with yourself and different authors, putting together the tips on some of the books that you've put out. Um, and you've been, oh, yeah. been at your tele-summit, your success tele-summit for a couple years um, and interviewing a lot of the experts that we had on the show. And so it's, I always find these fun because it's, it's just a hoot to kind of share that. So I guess can you tell me about how did the success tele-summit, what inspired it? How did it come about? Wow. Well, we've actually been going. This will be our eighth year, Jeff. I mean, that's crazy, right? The eighth year of doing yep. this. Um, and I look back and I, you're right. It's like I – some of the greats I've been able to do interviews with. And um, so it got started. I don't even remember how it got started. I think what I was wanting to do, I realized, as you probably know also when we work in this particular area, that it just seems like we're not reaching as much people as needed. And so it, it kind of occurred to me that, and I was talking with some people that were outside of the ADHD community, that this was one of the ways to do that. It also gave an opportunity for what I knew was some of the really great uh, resources and um, experts in our ADHD community to be heard by people all over the globe. So it started out really with just me recognizing that I wanted somehow to provide more information to people, really quality information to people, and also um, to do it in a way that was as easy as possible to access. That's why we still we do and still do just recordings um, so people can listen to those anytime yep. that they want to. Um, but, yeah, and it grew from, gosh, eight years ago. I think we might have had like 500 people, which would seem like a huge amount at the time, um, sign up for the Telesummit to, you know, gosh, 5,000 plus, I think, in our last, wow. our last um, Telesummit. So we, it's really exciting to know that we're reaching people all over the globe and making a difference. So. Yep. It's, it, it's excellent. So tell me what, as you have interviewed and listened to this over the years, what, tell us about your personal experience. I know it's been fascinating to me just doing attention talk radio for the education that I've gotten um, um, it, from just in working with the people kind of coming through. Tell us about your experience just as you're growing as a result of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually think I was just doing um, a conversation with somebody right before we got on the call today, Jeff, and it reminded me each and every year when I do this, I, I am, feel so blessed to have the opportunity to talk and glean information from all these amazing people, right? It's just really, yep. you're right, we learn as we're doing it. Um, 
So some of the people that I remember that I remember when I first did this the first year, I don't even know what I was thinking. I think the focus the first year was on um, having people who were authors. It was just seemed to make be a theme or something and made it easy to reach out to people and say, hey, come and share your book and resource, blah, 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 on the Telesummit. And one of the people that I will never forget interviewing, and I was very, very nervous to interview her, um, and she's passed away, was the late, great Kate Kelly. Right, author. Oh yeah. Of, you mean I'm not lazy, crazy, or stupid? Did you ever have a chance to interview her? I actually I did not, but I got a signed copy of that oh, okay. very book. Um, it was kind of yeah. it was a gift I got at HBO. Yeah. It was a kind of a raffle thing. It was really kind of cool, and she was spectacular. She is, yeah. You know, her book in 1990 was like the the, I mean, sort of like broke it open, right? As far as the adult yep. with ADHD, and it still is a quite a, a really the Bible, a classic for yep. anyone with ADHD. But interviewing her, and she, it's like it was like grabbing a tiger by the tail, right? You never knew what <laughs> she was going to say, and she said that. I went back and I was reading the. Uh, the sort of intro, and basically she said, well, I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about here, but it could be just about anything, and anything meant, gosh, um, ADD, it could be sexuality, and that was, you know, how many, eight years ago, we didn't talk about those things in ADHD then, um, and what I really when I look back on that particular interview, another thing that she talked about, which is very popular now, but at the time it was really like, to me it was groundbreaking, she was talking about mindfulness, way back then, right? She used different words, but she talked about, you know, how to improve, improve question. I mean, improve your, how to um, improve, improve your attention with things like uh, mindfulness. But that was really sort of like at the cutting edge of that years ago, but she was one of the interviews that I probably um, will always cherish because she has passed away, and she was such is such an icon to me as far as yep. uh, people working and this whole thing that we now understand with regards to ADHD in adults. So amazing, yeah, amazing, kind of funny, the, you know, interview. She, she go up that book, and I, if I remember correctly, getting that book out was years in the making, and, and I, I, I think there was a couple spats and stuff along the way, which is really kind of funny to hear how it kind of came about, but when it happened, it went out there mm-hmm. and broke, and she's quite a character, and uh, I, 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 yes. I, I really wish I would have been able to interview, because I'm sure it would have been fun. Um, yeah. Can you think of You're some right. there was people all that, that you've interviewed of, where, yeah. like, so, some memorable things that they said that were really insightful that stand out from over the years? Yeah, there were. I remember, um, and you know, I'm sure you've interviewed these people, Michelle Novotny. She is a wonderful woman who has a book on, um, she wrote a book about what do other people know that I don't. And it's still my go-to book for social situations, and she's doing other things now. But it's a great book. And I remember, this again was probably one of the first times I was doing this, and so I was incredibly newbie interviewing people. And in fact, in between sort of the interviews, I would literally just have to go lay down and get the courage to get up and talk to some of these amazing people again. But Michelle, Michelle spontaneously, she, you know, she talks about the social technique. And one of the techniques that she shared was um, teaching people how to uh, how to be sociable in a very concrete way, and she said, "Well, let's do this, Lori." And I was like, ah! I, "You know, I kind of froze, like she because she I was supposed to be asking yep. three questions, like she was going to tell me something, and then 
what she taught people to do, which is still something that I will share with people, is to think about, is to ask three questions about what they said, right? You want to make sure that you're asking more questions than you're talking in a conversation. Seems very cut and dried, but oh my gosh, it works. And I remember her telling me something about, all I remember now is it was about turtles. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to ask questions about turtles? But, um, <laughs> So her that technique, right, make sure you're asking more questions than you're talking in a social situation is always is sort of like always going to be a good thing. Um, Absolutely. That, that was one of the things that I, I remember from that that first year was yep. like a, it, a hot takeaway. It was, uh, it was kind of wild. I interviewed her years ago because she was – basically, she wrote the Senate resolution that brought out around ADHD Awareness Month. Um, originally, she was, she was working with Evelyn Green and uh, David Gork at the time, and she was supposed to go on vacation uh, in North Carolina with her husband, Bob. And I remember that's back in the dial-up days. And we had, it was a great thing because it was like this frantic thing where she got notice on a Friday, and she had to have it on a Monday. And she's like, what is the Senate resolution? And it was like a, it was like a comedy, like listening to the craziness of them. I'm just kind of getting that together, which ultimately was fast, and now they've been awareness month, but she's quite a character. Um, I just really, yeah. really kind of stands out yeah. in my mind. So, yeah, um, yeah, she okay, is. She's, she really does have a lot of great come back stuff. We'll tell some yep. stories uh-huh. about some of that stuff for our listeners. Yep, um, sure. Check out and sign up for the telesummit at succeedwithadhdtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. Again, that's succeedwithadhdtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. And everybody, tonight's secret word is success. Again, tonight's secret word is success. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Get it right with Omega Bright, the premier natural advanced omega-3 formula for improved attention and focus. Omega Bright was formulated by Dr. Carol Locke while on faculty at Harvard Medical School and was the first high-concentrate omega-3 on the market. Omega Bright is recommended by New York Times bestseller and leading ADHD authority, Dr. Ned Hollowell, who takes Omega Bright and recommends Omega Bright to all his patients. Order Omega Bright today. Visit omegabright.com or call 1 800 699 6525. Enter code ATTENTION on checkout for the chance to win a month's supply of Omega Bright. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. 
Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back. We're here with Lori DePar, uh, ADHD life coach and, uh, and coach trainer, uh, for that matter, uh, having a great conversation about her experience over the years at her um, ADHD success telesummit. Um, before the break, we were talking about interviews with uh, Kate Kelly and uh, Michelle Novotny. Um, uh, Lori, other other memorable moments or tips or, or tricks or insights that some of the guests have shared that really stand out or uh, such things? Yeah, there are actually there are actually quite a few of them. Some that I um, remember. Um, you also know Jay Carter. He talked about yep. ADHD in the workplace, which is such a huge topic for so many people. And I remember that um, Jay. It, it, the question always comes up. Uh, whether or not do we disclose or not disclose when we're in the workplace. And I remember Jay um, really being very clear about um, advising people that it's really on an as-needed basis, Um, recognizing that a lot of people are really excited when they get diagnosed, wanting to um, create these different accommodations in their workplace. And um, I really appreciated him being able to say to them, you know what, when you're diagnosed, don't necessarily go in and announce it to everybody in the workplace. Just go in, try to get things um, moved around, and as it's needed, then disclose the ADHD. That was really, I think, a very important um, piece of information at the time, and I think it probably helped a lot of people, um, and it it made a difference in a lot of ways. Um, I actually was looking back at how many times you've been on our telesummit, and one of the ones that I loved about what you did was about boredom. Honest, I just thought mm-hmm. that I just, like, we don't talk about boredom, but it is, that is what happens to so many people. So that was one of the things that I, I do remember that and thinking that he is so smart, right? Talking about the dangers of being bored. That was really yeah, a, a great, um, and I, and yeah, and I'm wondering, yeah, give people whatever the, what's the advice that you give them? Well, so what's interesting is is uh, there's agitated there's different kinds of boredom, but there's agitated boredom, and it's defined as the physical discomfort where somebody's motivated to escape the plight, and basically you're yeah. so uncomfortable that you're going to get comfortable. And Maury, one of the things that I do since that thing is I talk to people like that don't have ADHD. Have you ever been really really cold? I mean really 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 I mean freezing cold where you might break into an office building or something to get warm and go yeah, well you're you're motivated because <laughs> you're uncomfortable to escape the plight and get into that. And I say you know a lot of times. Those with ADHD have that physical discomfort, and they do that. So I'm saying that because I actually, it's my new thing recently is with regard to sleep. When you put your head down on the pillow till you go to sleep is the most boring time of the day for people yeah. with ADHD, and they can't be bored. And often they'll leap out of bed and go do something to occupy their mind, which has been funny because I've had a lot of success recently working with people to try to find things that hold their attention enough, enough, so they're not problem solving, and you know it's kind of funny because literally adult coloring books I found a lot of success with. But anyway, just to kind of move mm-hmm. on from some of that stuff is I had a great time with the boredom type thing, and it's fun how those things kind of evolve. And those what I've just described, yeah. I've actually picked up from other people that I've interviewed along the way. So it's kind of cool how this stuff builds on itself after a while, you know? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it is such a challenge, and you're right. Sleeping, so many other things, it's because we're bored. We can't do that. So that yep. was one of my really, like, aha moments, and I think that was yep. really so useful to other people. I remember also one of them that um, um, Robert Tedisco, right, Esquire, who talked yes. about – um, navigating the perfect storm with school discipline and criminal prosecution when, you know, school and criminal prosecution collide. I mean, that was a, could have been a hugely heavy topic and it's an important topic because so many of, I know, um, school age kids will inadvertently because of their either impulsivity or hyperactivity get into trouble. And this was really, I remember a very, very important topic when he um, talked to parents about how to protect their children. I mean, he very was very clear that when your child is in that situation, you need to step in immediately as a parent. This is not the time to let the school discipline your child or, um, you know, those sorts of things happen. You need to step in yep. because they may not understand what exactly is going on, and there may be a huge misunderstanding with regards to what that behavior was actually about. And I appreciated that. I appreciated, again, the clarity and the directness of that piece of advice. And I'm sure a lot of people wrote back and said that was so helpful for them. Because as parents, you know, with kids with ADHD, we don't know how much we want to encourage independence and self-advocacy and all of that. We don't know where sometimes that line is, right? And I appreciated yes. that. If your child is being, if there's some sort of criminal charges or some something serious happening with your child at school, you need to step in and help at that moment. Um, and that was just really, was really important, I thought. Yeah, I, 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 he's, he's spectacular in that space and that notion of you need to get in and get your child to shut up so he's, he doesn't give away information and the notion that the police can't search the locker but the school can and to be careful with that balance. He's got lots of really interesting insights that you don't really yes. think about. So I'm, I, I can, I can, yeah. I've got to believe that was a spectacular interview. Yeah, it was. And I didn't remember all those details, so thank you for sharing that because those are so important things. And like I said, you don't ever hope, you hope you're never there, but too many of us yes. have been there, and you want to know before you get there what you can do and what you should be doing, um, and that really laid it out uh, in that one. So Absolutely. that was another one that really, that I remember being, um, really enjoying a lot. Um, I'm thinking also, let's see, oh, I've had uh, Chuck Parker on multiple times. Um, Chuck and I, I think, share sort of a passion around, um, yes. you know, being able to describe or being able to help people understand their ADHD medications. And um, his whole tip about the metabolism, right, do you know what I'm talking about, the yes. corn thing, is just, yes. to me, precious and hilarious. And it really does make a difference with medication. Some people metabolize their medications differently. They do. And I think the sort of the big question of, well, how do I know if I'm a slow metabolizer, metabolizer or fast metabolizer? Mr. Uh, Dr. Chuck Parker had a very simple solution where you eat a can of corn and see how long it takes to pass out of your system. And that's, you know, based on that, you know, if you're a fast metabolizer or a slow metabolizer. Um, I yeah, guess it, I it's funny because he calls that the <laughs> yes, He's always yes exactly. Right. The mouth yeah. is the south, yeah. and the idea is if the corn is getting there too quickly, the meds are going through your system. If they're there too long, you can't back up. Yes. And he said, yeah, 
it's it's a really high tech eighty cent solution. <laughs> I, yeah. I can I, I love he, you know, he's so funny when he does that yeah. stuff, but he's got a great way yeah. of taking simple stuff and really being insightful. Doesn't so he? I can, I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, it is. I forgot that. North to the south, it comes with a corn can check, right? Um, and by the way, yeah. right, 24 hours apparently is a good, is, is a normal metabolism saying, right, yeah. for all those people out there like, Lori, what is actually? So too much quicker, too fast, much slower, um, too slow. So about a, about a day, 24 hours is, is sort of the, the, the litmus test um, of the canned corn yes. test. Um, yes. So that was something else that sort of a little tiny tip that just, Yep. left uh, always left a huge um impression i i also have to say that one of the things one of the ones that i liked and i think i'm just sort of slow to get on this to get on the the mindfulness bandwagon not because i i think it's wonderful but because i've always been someone who cannot do meditation i have tried. I feel like a complete failure. So Casey Dixon, right, has been on multiple times, and she um, yes. talked, so you know, a lot about the mindfulness. And one of the things that I remember her saying um, was that you don't have to. It was actually it was a real clarity moment for me when I realized that to be able to use those that benefit of mindfulness. You don't have to have. You don't have to be a meditator. You don't have to. If you've never been able to do meditation, doesn't mean you can't do mindfulness. And somehow I had put those together in my head, and I was always envious, right, of all of the people who were really embracing this. And um, I just felt like I was just I was sucking at you know doing mindfulness, and yes. that really helped me to realize that mindfulness isn't you have to sit there for twenty minutes with a blank mind. You just have to be present in what you're doing. And that was a, just, I think, a little gift that I took away. And I think that maybe for a lot of other people, they also realize that, wow, okay, I, I couldn't do that, that meditation thing either, but I can do this mindfulness thing, right? Yep, absolutely, um, that absolutely. Was, yeah, yeah. Do you do a lot of <laughs> you do mindfulness a lot, Jeff? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, look at, I learned this from... Um, Greg Creech at the Toto Institute, he talks about, and I think you were actually at an ACO conference back in like 2010. He was a keynote, and he said, everybody, everybody focus on an object for a second, for 30 seconds. And when he got done, he said, do you notice when you were doing that, an extraneous thought kind of came to your mind? And, you know, everybody in the room got 80, so everybody goes up and says, like, maybe yeah. every two or three seconds. And he said, did you notice that you brought it back to the object? He said, that's a moment of practice. It's it's an exercise. And he said, that's kind of what meditation is. It was, a, it was a watershed moment for me because I thought meditation was a Zen like, and that notion of your mind's supposed to wander and you're supposed to catch it and bring it back and being an athlete. I, I call it an attention exercise because it takes away that Zen like type thing. Then later mm -hmm. I was interviewing uh, Lydia Zelowski, I think a year or two ago. And we talked about that's a sh that mindfulness is a shift of attention. But then there's this other level called the shift of attitude, which blew me away because I never thought about that. And the notion that hmm. in Japanese psychology is you actually write, you, you practice gratitude because problems crowd out the good things that happen, and you have to actually practice thinking about things that you're grateful for to shift your attitude. So there's like the shift of attention, but then the hmm. shift of attitude. And I was like, that one kind of blew me away because it really made a lot of sense. And, and for that, that's actually something I actually practice. It's profoundly changed my life. The shift of attitude. Oh, it's, wow. it's, yeah, it's a mindfulness that. exercize to shift your yeah. away from the negative to actually being grateful. And it's not, 
it's not it's like I'm grateful that Lori came on the show today. I'm grateful that I had this advertiser. It, it, you just really go through and you just acknowledge all the obvious things in your life, which is pretty funny because wow. there's really a lot to be thankful for. Anyway, it's it was mm-hmm. a big moment yeah. for me. So. I tell you what, let's, let's uh, run to break again real quick. We'll come back with some more. Yeah. Everyone, check out the Telesummit and sign up by going to, to succeed with ADHDtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. And our secret word tonight is success. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list of top 10 favorite Attention Talk radio interviews. Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Lori Dupar, having a great conversation about experiences, interviewing the experts over the year, and the knowledge gained. It's and it's it's been just fascinating, um, and a great journey. Um, other memorable moments, um, or other just memorable speakers that really really stand out in your oh. mind year after year that always deliver something great that's maybe a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, some of the. Um let me think here. One of the speakers that I think uh, I, oh, I Rudy Rodriguez is probably uh-huh. one of my most favorite speakers to have because Rudy has a, he's a natural storyteller. He yes. always has a, a way of being able to um, engage. I mean, take a small, simple or, or a, a challenge that somebody's having with ADHD and be able to create um, such understanding around it as well as some great, really memorable types of solutions. So, um, for instance, we've been t- one, of the, one of them we were talking about sort of that internal monitor system, one of them that, that um, it seems to be so uh, people with ADHD just we really don't have it as well as maybe other people with different kinds of brain styles. And he was using an analogy of the old space show. Um, oh, what is the one that's um, Danger Will Robinson? What is that? The, oh, is uh, the, Lost in Space. The, the old space show. Yeah, Lost in Space. Um, 
sort of using that robot as an as a analogy of what we just don't necessarily have, someone to remind us, oh, my gosh, be careful, you're, you're heading into some sort of danger zone. And he's always such a great, a great speaker and always so clear, yeah. and there's always wonderful takeaways from him. Um, he's one of my – he's, you know, one of my favorite. Uh, I also really love another person who's a great speaker and provides wonderful, wonderful content is Lynn Idris. She's great. Um, she's yes. usually talking about organizational things, uh, but she's always got wonderful, wonderful content and takeaways. Um, Trying to think of some other people. Um, I always love it when people come and talk. Oh, go ahead. So have, have you, have, you, you have had Roberto Olivardi on before, right? I have not had Roberta on, no. Oh, my God, you got to have him. He he can take anything okay. and make sense of it, like, I interviewed him one time on sleep. I said, Roberto, what is sleep? And he says, think of it like uh-huh. defrag for your brain. And I thought, what? He goes, remember back in the old days, you hit defrag, and, you know, Laura, you get have this stuff scattered all over. And what it does is defrag on your computer, mm-hmm. takes all the information and reorganizes it and kind of compacts it so you can find it easy. Yep. And he said, when you wake up really tired, yeah. right, it's like you're trying to think and your yep. hard drive spinning around trying to find everything. I'm like, Oh my God, that's the greatest description of sleep I've ever had. I mean, uh-huh. he's just like a, he's a you got to have him on sometime because he's whether okay. it's sleep or OCD or bipolar or personality disorders or I mean he's a spectacular. Yeah. So next yeah. year, yeah. Well, I always jokingly say that if we didn't need sleep, because you know sleep is such one of those things that are that our folks struggle with so much. If we didn't yep. need sleep, you know, we would have evolved out of it years ago, you know, millions of years ago, but we need it. And right. Yeah. I have a whole nother description of sleep or what happens when they sleep to help people understand that, but I'm, I'm going to have to have Roberta on. I hear he's great. Um, and of course, right. Where would a telesummit be without the wonderful energy and wit and humor of people like Linda Rogley, right. She's yep. always great to come on and talk about um, issues with regards to women. Uh, not that there aren't issues specific to men, but Linda just does a beautiful job of talking about um, women and hormones and the crazy of losing your brain at certain ages. And that is always a huge eye-opener to um, folks as well. I've, I've had Sari Solden on. She talks. She's obviously yes. someone else that talks about uh, women as well, someone else I would highly recommend, um, you know, checking out if you're a woman with ADHD. Yes. Um trying to think of some Ari Tuckman, I think the year he came on and it was um the the year when he was doing his research on um the sexuality, ADHD relationships yep. and sex. And I never heard what the results of that were, so somehow I missed that. But that was a really groundbreaking uh talk because it, you know, when I look back I realize that Kate Kelly talked about it eight years ago, but no one's really done some research on this. And it was really, I think, very hopeful for a lot of people to hear that the experiences that they were having in their relationships, we, it wasn't that there might be some um, correlation there with regards to their ADHD. So I don't know what the results were with that. If you do, I'd love to hear them. But um, he's yeah, always, he, I, a, I, I, he's always a great. What is he, yeah, well, uh-huh. you, you, attention talk radio, sex and intimacy, because we had two shows. One we was doing the survey to try to get people to sign up, and then after the fact. But the takeaway that I had was interesting. There was a lot of things that you would have thought that were not necessarily um, there, but um, one of the one of the things was was intimacy was really kind of a big deal, and the and the 
the more common the intimacy was among an ADHD couple, the more that they thrived and the less intimacy. And intimacy wasn't just sex necessarily. It was just the closest mm-hmm. stuff. And so there was some, there was some things that you would expect. There was a lot of things that, that he didn't expect. And there, he got a lot of really good information. So I'd encourage people to go either listen to Great. the show. I think he's actually got the results on his website. So, um, and always, always yeah. really good about that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was going to say there was some yeah, yeah, uh, um, professors or academics over uh, on the show over the years, or more of those um, or less of those? We have. Um, I'm trying to think, academics. Well, what's interesting? I have. I'm sure we've had a lot of professors um, and academics. Um, I, I. What I'm thinking is one of the things that I do on the Succeed with ADHD Telesummit is. I also look for new talent, new or new yeah. information or new products or something that um, people might not know about because you and I have the pleasure of being able to talk, you know, are invited on a lot of different talk shows and things like that. Yes. Um, and it's great. We're able to share our message and people hear us. But there's so much great information out there and people with interesting perspectives on things. And so I'm always bringing people like that um, on the show and um, being the person that hosts us, I'm able to do that. But some of them over the years, I remember um, a newbie coming on or new, new anyway to the ADHD community was the gentleman that talked, I can't, I'm, I apologize, I can't quite remember his name right now, but talked about shame and the emotions of ADHD. And that was huge. We, I don't think we spend enough time talking about the emotions and the, those, especially the shame and the guilt that so many people with, that keeps so many people with ADHD stuck, right? So that was um, a really wonderful opportunity to hear about that. I think last year also we had a wonderful gentleman. His name was Ryan Lonette, and he had developed a product. And, you know, I'm always sort of, like, fascinated by people's creativity and that kind of thing. And he had developed a product with his daughter that he called it Wrist wrist List, where it was sort of something that his daughter put on her list and then had somehow reminded her of what she needed to do. And I was just really thinking, you know, I love that sort of uh, creativity. Those were just some of them. We've yeah, had a lot of people come on. Just sh- go ahead, please. Yeah, I think I, there's my, the different color wristbands and stuff that meant different things, and yes. she would take them off and put them on yes. as, a, as, a, as a reminder because it was very tactile. Yeah. I remember I haven't interviewed yes. her, but I, I thought that was, that was pretty clever. You, it's interesting stuff. So Yes, um, right? Yeah, I mean, those uh, of us that work with people with ADHD, we see all of, you know, there's all these different needs. And so when somebody comes up with something creative that is a that solves a problem or addresses a problem, I'm always really excited to have people like that on the show. So, yeah. So I tell you what, we, we should round this thing out just because there just we, we could go on. I mean, I know we could go on for days here a little bit, but the, the Telesummit <laughs> is July the 17th to the 21st. That, those are the dates of it, right? Yep. And I'll, yep. if everybody just goes to succeed with uh, ADHDTelesummit.com forward slash ATR, you can you can put your name in, uh, you get registered, uh, you send some emails, you'll be able to access the lineup of everybody so you can see who the speakers are, you can pick out your favorites, and um, there will be a lot that's going on, but if I remember correctly, you can go listen to them when they're released, but you also can listen to them for a couple of days after. Is that correct? 
Yeah, we, um, we're doing something different this year, which is going to be exciting. We realize that people are so busy, and so we're always listening to the feedback that we get from our listeners. And one of the things we're doing this year is we're actually releasing um, each day, releasing five different um, audios and speakers and their topics. And then they have 24 hours to listen to them. So you can listen to them in a big chunk of time or you know, little snippets of time throughout your day. And then they'll, then a new set will come up the next 24 hours. You know um, Jeff, that if, if you, you know, if you're going to miss something or you're not going to be able to hear all the audios, we do have an ADHD success kit that people can purchase and get all of the audios and listen to them whenever they want and get a whole bunch of speaker bonuses as well. So it's a really great value. We have, um, you're going to be on the show this year. We've got Dr. Hollowell, that Hollowell that's going to be on, um, Rudy Rodriguez is going to be on just, we gotten a great lineup for in this telesummit. One of the things that I can tell everybody out there is if you sign up for the thing, I encourage you to buy the package because often, often, you'll go listen to those the first time, but if you listen the second time to particularly some really uh, good speakers, you actually pick up a lot the second time that you missed the first time. The ones that are really, really insightful right. because it, it, you know, you're processing a little bit. And right. sometimes you, even listening to it six months later, you'll hear or you'll pick up something that's a little different from what you had before. Um, it's actually, yeah. I was actually listening to some old interviews that I did of uh, Dr. Uh, Russell uh, Barkley back in 2011 and 2012, and I'm like, holy crap, I forgot all about that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a good thing to kind of mm-hmm. to have those things and have access yeah. to it. So Yeah. So then, one, of the, one of the ways that we oh, – I was going to say, one of the Go things ahead. that we do, too, there's always going to be takeaways. That was why we call the Succeed with ADHD Telesummit. There's going to be takeaways. You're going to find success tips. Maybe not everyone's going to work for you, but you're going to find something that's going to work. We make sure of it, and I make sure of it when I invite the speakers on. So I hope you all show up and – uh, Jeff's going to be there and join the fun. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, we encourage you to go sign up for the Telesummit by going to succeed with ADHDTelesummit.com forward slash ATR. As a reminder, uh, the secret word tonight is success. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.